0: Listen, you're my friend. I noticed you haven't really been yourself recently. Yeah, I feel like something's up. How are you? Are you okay? Is there anything you want to talk about? I just want to know how you're feeling. And listen, even if you don't know what to say, I'm here to talk. No matter what you're going through, I just want you to know I'm here. I've got your back. When you want to talk, I'm here. all right greetings thank you for joining in to let's talk with patricia and i'm your host reverend dr patricia ficklin and our guest today is pastor gabrielle mitchell brown thank you for being with us today it's
1: a pleasure thank you so much for having
0: me yes oh pastor brown is youth pastor and minister of music at Praise Temple. All right, let's start. Um, so tell us about you, who are you?
1: Okay, I am Pastor Gabrielle Mitchell Brown. Um, I'm born and raised in Covington, Georgia. I am the wife of Pastor Jalen Brown and I have three handsome boys. Um, aside from everything else, um, I love ministry. I have a heart for my community and those that are around me. Um, I I do several things in the community, <laughs> hosting <laughs> events all the time from business events to mm-hmm. um, just community-wide events, mental health, um, all those different type of things through my nonprofit organization, Glow Girls Women's Empowerment Movement.
0: Okay, great, great. great. So when did you start out in ministry?
1: Ooh, <laughs> I have been in church all my life. My parents are pastors, um, Apostle Dexter and Pastor Shawana Mitchell. Um, but as far as ministry, I started uh, directing the youth choir at the age of 13. Mm-hmm. I was a youth directing the youth choir. And then from there, I began to teach youth Sunday school, youth Bible study, all that like the age of 13. Mm-hmm. And so from there, it just took off. Um, I started um, speaking and then preaching. And then that's what brought me to the land today. <laughs> okay.
0: Now, um, starting ministry there early at such an early age. How did they define you during your 10 years?
1: Goodness. It was really hard. Um I was at a more traditional church and I just saw a need that needed to be met. Um I felt like I had the skills and the capabilities. Um, but also being a youth, leading youth, you know, we're all in school together and things like that. I think it took um definitely the help of God to show them, you know, to respect me and my position. Um there were a lot of challenges as far as, you know, people wanted to kind of lead me, but I knew that I was the one that God had put over the organization. So um, I just had to stand firm and just be true to who I was and true to who, what I knew that God put on the inside of me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it worked out in my favor.
0: Okay. Were most of your difficulties with adults or other teams? Both. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, you know, sometimes, um, strange to say, I feel like some adults have problems seeing the younger generation come up and step into who they are. And, you know, I don't really understand it because we know that our children are our future. So I feel like instead of um, being jealous or you know, pulling them away from, it, I feel like we should be pushing them towards it. But I did face some of that, you know, like who, who she thinks she is, what she thinks she's doing. When all I was just trying to do was help, you know, mm-hmm. and meet the need that, um, that I felt like was there. Um, but children, you know, girls will be girls and, uh, you know, some, some people wanted to lead and, uh, lead the songs and things like that in the choir, when I felt like someone else should do it, you know, things like that. But, um. More so, I feel like more of my my issues probably came from adults than children.
0: Mm. Have those past experiences helped you now as you navigate?
1: Definitely. Um, I feel like God has really taken me through several obstacles to show me how to deal with people. Mm -hmm. And my biggest thing is constantly asking God to help me to love my brothers and sisters just as you love us. I always ask him to teach me how to love the way that you love. Um, you know, looking over people's flaws, looking over their shortcomings, understanding that the strong, bad infirmities are the weak, understanding what love and kindness have I drawn thee. And I feel like that's how God has built my audience and built the people around me because of the love that he displays to me. I try to display it to others.
0: Awesome. 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 Now, when you work with teenagers, how do you, take some of your past experiences to help you not be that adult in their life
1: definitely be in a safe place i always tell parents and children i am your safe place you can come to me for advice you can come to me um you know no no judgment but at the end of the day i'm going to do what's safe for you and when it comes time if, if it's something that can put you in harm's way i'm going to have to speak up and say your parent but if it's something that i feel that i can correct I'm going to try to correct it right then. You know, I'm always transparent with them. I I feel like um, when you're transparent and real and authentic, it draws the child. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I try to use real life situations. I don't try to beat the Bible down their throat, but I I always turn it back to what God says, but I try to let them see realistically um, through my life. I try to give them different scenarios, even though I haven't, I haven't done too much, you know, uh, because I, like, I I have been a church baby all my life, but the things that I have done, I try to use those experiences to show them I've overcame, and Mm -hmm. so can you.
0: Okay, okay, good. Now, uh, from your bio, I see you have three boys. Yes. So now, uh, you're 26 now? I am. So, when did you get married?
1: I had my very first son uh, when I was 20 years old. That was before I got married. Then I had a second son before I got married. And my life went upside down. (laughs) My baby boy, he did come after my husband and I got married. Um, It was definitely a challenge being Mm. the pastor's daughter with this high expectations, you know, these standards that had been set. I always tell people that I I used to ask my parents all the time, when was God going to give me a testimony? Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like I saw so much going on, you know, and I would hear different sermons and people talk about um, overcoming abuse and drugs and alcohol and gangs and all of this stuff. And that was never my story. I never had those situations. My parents, I don't want to say sheltered me, but they sheltered me. They Mm -hmm. protected me from a lot of those things. Um, But when it came down to, um, Love, I was always a stickler for it, and I always loved love. And I guess I just, that's how I allowed the enemy to creep in, um, so to speak. Um, but so I said it to say I did have two children out of wedlock. I don't um, regret it at all. You know, I, I felt like it was all for my making. I felt like God gave them to me right when I needed them. Um, so I don't, I don't regret it. But I did learn so much. And so if I had to tell a young girl mm-hmm. today, I would tell her the beauty of waiting. Because I feel like so many homes could be so much better off if, you know, if men and women were to wait on the one that God has for them. Um, and I would also tell her that, you know, you can't make a person stay just because mm-hmm. you have a baby by them. And my parents have always told me be very careful Hopefully you have a baby by because generational curses are real. Um, things that travel through the bloodline, all of those things are real. So you never really know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I found my life to be so much different once I established some things. And then I was able to have my baby boy. You know, I was in a much better place. You know, we still face trials and tribulations, but we were in a much better place doing it the way that God said do it versus doing it the way that you wanted to do it.
0: hmm Okay, okay. Now, when you say you were um, in a different place, can we go back and talk about that different sure. place? Absolutely. Because somebody else may be in mm-hmm. that place, and we want to help them to come out of that. So, just expound on that just a little bit for me.
1: So, with my first son, I was grieving so bad, so, so bad. Um, I lost my baby sister to leukemia, she was 14 years old. Mm. Um, I had just got accepted into college. I felt like my life. My life was essentially beginning when hers was preparing to end. I didn't have a clue. Um, Cause you know, we're faith-based people and we believe God to the very end. And even after it was the end, I still believe God. And that's the whole story. <laughs> but uh, um, I just truly believe that I was not in the emotional place. I wasn't in a place to be making those decisions that I made out of emotion. Um, I felt like I was lonely. I felt like I didn't have a friend. Uh, and I wanted a baby. I did. I, I wanted a baby. I felt like I needed somebody to comfort me, be there with me. Um, because what my parents, we have, I have, um, I had four siblings. I'm sorry, three siblings it was four of us total. And my, we'll have one brother that's in prison. We were extremely close, still close to this day. Um, so I, I lost the brother to jail and then I lost a sister to death. Um, and so then it was just me and my oldest brother. And, um, you know, he's a boy. You know, he was he, he has his own life, so we weren't as close as me and my sister. Uh, so when I lost her, I just felt like I needed something. And um, really, I, I wasn't in a place where I should have been making that decision because I, was, I wasn't I was able to finish college um, at that time. Um, so much changed. So I just feel like uh, you don't make the same decisions that you make out of a happy place that you Made in a sad place, mm. uh, and I just wish that I would have came to myself before I made that decision because mm. I felt like I could have gave him a better start at life.
0: Oh, okay, okay. So uh, we're talking about the emotions of what it is because you're right. A lot of times we make this emotional decision when we're not in the right emotional state, right? And we can't look back later on. So how would you now help a young girl or a young man that was in a dark emotional place try to come out of that and not let that be the driving force of their decision-making process?
1: Definitely take a step back. You know, sometimes we'll get so caught up in the act of doing things that we don't think it all the way through. And uh, my brother that's in prison, he always tell me 15 minutes changed his life. Mm. And think about how many times 15 minutes has changed our life, you know, with an argument, with, you know, conversation or, you know, anything. 15 minutes really can change your life. So before you make the decision, step back and think, what is this going to do for me in the long run? Can I afford this? You know, is, is, is this beneficial to my future? Can I see myself doing There's, you know, for every action, there is a reaction and we oftentimes get so caught up in the action. We don't think through to the reaction and whether it's going to be a good reaction or a bad reaction. You know, we don't we don't always think about that part. Uh, So I would always say if you're not in a place um, of stability emotionally, financially, um, any in any kind of aspect. Wait before you make a life changing decision, mm-hmm. having a child is a life changing decision. I found myself weeping so much um at the thought of what I could do different. you know if I would have finished school if i you know would have uh, lowered some debt, you know those those different things, even though he's still small and he thinks he has the best you know he he thinks he dressed so good, which he does you know um he thinks that everything is amazing, but me as a mother, I just feel like. I wish I would have you know, been able to put you in this school. I wish I would have, you know, I have, I have those thoughts. So, you know, always think about the reaction um, of your action. That's, mm-hmm. that's all I can say
0: about that. Oh, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now let's, let's kind of switch a little bit. Cause you have several different ministries yes. that you're engaged in, actually founded and mm-hmm. everything. Um, which one did you find for bond first?
1: <laughs> uh, thinking back um glow Girl would be the original the base mm-hmm. um i've have um started several things away apart from that um this means war is the conference that I host yearly I started that. That was the very first thing that I began to start. And from there, I formed it into a ministry. Um, This means War is a yearly conference. It started off as a youth conference, then a young adult conference. And from there, God told me to take the cap off. Stop limiting yourself to youth. Stop limiting yourself to young adults. Then I tried to do women. He said, stop limiting yourself to women. And so from there, I saw men, women, boys, and girls enjoy this conference. This year um, is number seven for us with this conference. Year seven. Um, and we're heading this conference to Denver, Colorado this year. This is my very first out-of-state conference, mm-hmm. so um, I'm just believing God to do miraculous things um, through this conference. Um, it's COVID put us on a little uh, on a little pause, um, but from that last year, it was a really uh, it was a big turnout. Um, God did some amazing things there, and this year I can only imagine what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but from there, um, God formed Glow Girl. It simply happened by me going to work every day, and I would do this little hand gesture. And uh, mm-hmm. one of my coworkers said, "She said you light up the room every time you walk in, like you know some kind of ray of sunshine." And I just started saying "glow," and then I began. Guys told me "glow girl," and so "glow" glow stands for grow lead, overcome, and win. And that's what I inspire women to do every day. Grow, lead, overcome, and win through biblical principles and standards. Um, our mission is to see women move forward. So um, it's Glow Girl, Girl is a movement. Glow Girl, Girl Women's Empowerment Movement. Inspiring women to move, move forward in standard, move forward in character, move forward in self-awareness, and most of all, move forward in faith. Um, we try to instill it. As long as you can imagine it, think it, you can have it. So that's that's what I try to push and encourage. And from there, God gave me Fix This Crown movement. It started off as just, you know, um, I would do a podcast and I would mention Fix This Crown. And then from there, um, at the end of last year, God told me I was gonna have a women's class. And he said, 10 women are gonna graduate through this program. Mm. Um, And so that was in December, January, I put it out there, so many women registered. 10 women just graduated. Uh, At the end of July, Fix His Crown is now an adult mentor program, mentorship program um, that I host for six months. So from um, January to June, um, July kind of ends it and then we'll have the graduation. Um, So I basically teach them faith initiation for those who don't know God, don't truly um, have a relationship with him. And then those who have established a relationship but have some kind of way backslid or for those who have a relationship but can't really find their purpose. We go through all of those things. So anything dealing with the woman from Proverbs 31 to um, to um, the mental state, to budgeting, um, business establishment, all of those things that women go through, the hats that we wear that we don't even sometimes realize that we wear. Mm-hmm. And, all, and uh, overall, dealing with the woman, not the wife, not the mother, Per se, but the woman that we
0: sometimes forget exists. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So we started our uh, <laughs> man. <laughs> so youth went from youth ministry, running the choir at thirteen, to establishing a conference at r- roughly 19? nineteen. Mm-hmm. Nineteen. That now you're taking on the road. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Kudos to you. Praise Congratulations. Congratulations. I pray some young woman woman or some young man will hear this and see that their ministry is not limited. Yes. Because you have, you're just showing how through it, even with your hurdles, yes. you've gotten over them yes. and keep going. Yes. So I love it. Thank, you. thank, thank, you, thank you, you for coming and sharing with us yes. and everything. I just love how you are growing and I'm just so glad that now I get to watch your ministry. grow even more. But I wanna um all these different things that you do, I noticed that the conference is yearly, the fix it is six Six months. months. Mm -hmm. Now it's glow in all year. All
1: day, every day. (laughs) Twenty four seven That is my life. That is another one of my children. I have to tend to it just like I tend to everything else.
0: Okay. I know it's gonna be my next question. How do you be wife, mother, pastor, entrepreneur, and all these things in a 24-hour period and still look gorgeous?
1: Blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely blood, sweat, and tears. Um, you know, it's, I, I can't do it in my own strength. Mm -hmm. I do it with the strength of God. You know, I I tell him all the time, I need you. It's not by my power or by my might, but it's by his spirit that I'm able to do it. Um, A lot of things my husband and I do together. Mm -hmm. So that lightens the load. Um, I always tell people, when Beneath My Wings was written for us. He literally pushes me um, to be able to do what I do um, in a a more excellent way. Um, As far as like the church and things like that. Uh, he do all the background stuff. I just got to show up and get the mic. So that helps a lot. Um, we do we do so much together. Our children oftentimes are right there with us. If we're doing community events, they got on the T-shirt too. You know, we're tackling these things as a family because I want them to know the beauty of serving. Mm-hmm. Um, out of everything else, we are servants. Um, so all of the hats that we wear, that is, our, that is why we're here. Um, so they do all of those things with us. Um, but when it comes to balance, I'm still learning. I'm still um asking God to show me when to say yes, when to say no, you know, when to go, when to stay. Um I am getting ready to um to rest for about two months. Um so I'm looking forward to that, to be able to just love on my babies and things like that. One of my biggest inspirations um is CC Wands. Um I heard her before speak about how uh when she would get ready to go out on a show or go out on the stage her kids would be in the um, in the dressing room with her. Mm-hmm. And I've never wanted to be that mom. Like, I sing. And so when people would try to push me in singing, I would say, no, 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 I don't want to do that because I don't want to be on the road all the time leaving my babies. And I heard her say that she would have her kids in the dressing room. So when she get ready to go out on stage, you know, her, she would know that her kids are back there. And so that's why I try to make sure that I bring my kids with me. People were telling me, like, find a daycare, find a babysitter. I'm like, no, I need a name that's gonna come with me and sit mm-hmm. back there, with them and watch them. You know, I don't want them missing out on church. I don't want them missing out on things that we do. I want them there, but I just need somebody to watch them so that I can go out and you know, bless these people and then come on, come on back and do what I do. Um, so that's 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 overall. I'm, I'm still learning and just mm-hmm. um, just trying to trying to figure it out. <laughs> It's definitely a fight. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, fight. it's a, it's a battle. But it's, it's enjoyable as well. You know, mm-hmm. we do some things that the kids can enjoy. You know, they're outside, so they can play at the park while we're passing out lunch Things like, you know, so different things like that they've been able to
0: experience. Okay, okay. Now, Jalen, your, your wings, these your wings. Let's yes, talk yes. about him. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you all meet?
1: Who? Jesus at the church. <laughs> <laughs> At the church. Oh, Lord Jesus. Um, Jalen had this little, he had this little demeanor about himself. Um, He's the youngest. I'm the oldest. Um, And so he would always say, I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm a man. Now my kids walk around the house talking about, I'm a man. So um, he would be playing the keyboard. My dad hired him to play the keyboard. And I was the worship leader. And everybody kept telling me, like, I think you need to try him. I think you My aunt, my friends, they would all say, I think you should try to talk to Jalen, you know? And I'm like, Lord, I wasn't thinking about him like that. Um, I was just trying to do my job. He do his job. And they planted that seed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And from there, um, I did, I initiated the conversation because he's more laid back. He's a little bit more shy. Um, So I initiated the conversation. He say he wasn't thinking about it like that at first. (laughs) But, um... study show (laughs) 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 I believe he was that's that's, that's what I'm stick to I I believe he was thinking about it and so uh, from there I initiated the conversation um, and it began to grow Um, and from there he knew what he wanted overall he knew that he wanted a wife he knew that he wanted a family Um, and growing up in church you know we hear about dating with purpose Mm -hmm. my parents have always taught me you don't just run out dating you know just to be dating you date with a purpose um and so because both of us knew what we wanted, we got engaged. We started dating um in January, April, we were engaged. Oh wow. He proposed to me on Easter Day. What better way than when the Son of Man resurrected? <laughs> <laughs> so he, he proposed to me on Easter Day. Um and from there, not long after we found out we was having our um other our second son. Um and so it just
0: it's been oh
1: God, it's been an uphill journey from there. Mm-hmm
0: awesome awesome so do you all do ministry together
1: yes absolutely um so Jalen has a business called kingdom sounds where he does sound video um live stream anything that anything the church needs he can do it um so um we we do those things together he do he does the behind the scenes i'm more out front um but there have been times where you know we've we've done things together you know we might go live and sing together we might go live and we'll end up giving a spoken word things like that um but we we tackle things together we just hosted our very first revival together mm. um so he he can do it all you know he he hides behind me a little bit i think but uh we we, we definitely do everything um hand to hand okay. whether you see him or whether you don't he's there he got his hand in it
0: okay great do you see your boys coming along in
1: it? I do. I do. They have expressed interest in um, in different uh, instruments and things like that. Now, uh, one of our uh, people walks around singing. So I believe that not before long, they'll be establishing their own little mm. uh, calling and things like that. So mm-hmm. I definitely can see, even my oldest son, I can see the spirit of the prophet being upon him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're going to find their journey here soon. Okay.
0: It feels like your foundation is strong. How did that develop and how are you maintaining it?
1: Uh, I, I really feel like my parents set the standard. Mm-hmm. Um, they showed me what it's like to be submissive. They showed me uh, what it's like to cherish your family. I cherish my family with all I have. I ain't stepping out on my husband. I ain't stepping out on my fam- my children. None of that. Because um, my my, my dad's good to my mom. My mom's good to my dad and I looked at it and I I try to take on those things that they have uh, set and establish it into my family Uh, from everything, getting up, going to church on Sunday, being at Bible study. We don't lay out from those things. Uh, I try to make sure that we do all of that. I see my parents in the church. Um, I see them working. My mom works very hard. Uh, My dad is a business owner, um, but he also works now. But I see them flirt. I see them do all of those things, and I never want that to die down in my marriage. So I just always I take those things and I just try to push it. Mm-hmm. And that's what we said, though.
0: You said a powerful word, but a lot of people fight it—submission.
1: Oh, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I'm now I'm still learning because <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm so headstrong, you know. Um, Always, always have been, always been, you know, uh, our culture would call it grown. I've always been like, that. always been kind of fast and eager to do things. Um, but having to learn how to chill out sometimes is is, is, a, is a struggle. But I I have to do it. God requires us to do it. You know, it's just the husband submit yourself to God, the wife submit yourself to your husband. So I'm learning, but... It's something
0: that I want to do, so I'm going to push myself to do it. Awesome. That's good. That's good stuff. Amen. That's good stuff. Because it's definitely something we all have to learn yeah. to do yes. as strong Black yes. women, you know, because it does come a task sometimes. Because wow. we've done so many things on our own and not right. felt like we needed a man, but then to recognize that there, they're, we're one another's support right. and to be willing to let the other one shine. right? You know, it's right. good to know when to step back. Right,
1: and it is a learning it process. It too. Yeah, you yeah. know when
0: you're like, oh, my husband's got yeah. going to do that. And like, and for yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. my husband. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> he got that. I don't <laughs> have to do that. Right. You know, and and it, and it is when you can say it and be like, oh, yeah, to yeah. yeah. somebody yeah. making me like, for real? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. That's I, that's uh, that's not on my plate. Uh, my husband got that. Right,
1: right. It feels good. It feels
0: good. And it's a good example for your boys. Mm-hmm. You know, to see that in the home, like right. you said, what you see and saw in your home. Mm-hmm. Now, your boys are seeing that uh, with your husband, how to be gentle yet right. strong. Yes,
1: yes. That's- and healthy. I mm-hmm. want them to see healthy, you know, health, a healthy home, healthy marriage. You know, to know that certain things are not okay and know that certain things are okay. Being emotional is okay. You know, being um, true to yourself and true to your feelings, it's okay. I want my boys to see that. I don't want them to think men can't cry, men can't be vulnerable.
0: I want them to know it's okay. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, Let's talk about some of your disappointments. Have you ever been disappointed in yourself, first of all?
1: Yes. Yes. who (laughs) <laughs> oh God, I faced so much, and you know, I had to learn to forgive myself um, for some of the things that I done. You know, and whether it was in secret or whether it was public, my biggest one was definitely uh, getting pregnant before marriage, um, and then doing it again. Uh, oh God, um, after the, the very first time, it was horrible. It was um, a complete nightmare. People that I love, that I loved, and I thought loved me, ran my name in the dirt. Um, they didn't want to hear me. I spoke about this means war conference. The very first conference I had had to have well over 300 people. Mm. There was no seating, no room for anybody to sit. But the, that was when I was 19. I had my baby when I was 20. That one, you could have found a seat anywhere, and mm. everybody you sit down, You sit. It was no. It was. Nobody was hardly there. Um, And it was because they saw me as different. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't see me as a girl who messed up and tried to pick herself back up. They saw me as a hypocrite. They saw me um, at the time I had a young girl's mentoring program and I had to break it to them that I was pregnant. Had to break it to the parents. And um, I don't know why I thought that would be okay um, because I know, you know, people don't always accept you when you mess up. But I thought that they were going to have my back, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of the parents withdrew their kids. Uh, they said that I couldn't tell their kids anything. Uh, when in reality, I was even through that, I was trying to tell the girls like how much trouble I was going through, um, you know, uh, all of that. I tried to tell them you know how emotional it was for me. and the girls still respected me, but a lot of the parents didn't want to hear. It. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I felt so bad about myself. I felt like I let the girls down. I felt like I let myself down. I felt like I let my parents down mm-hmm. to see the look on my parents' face, you know, when I had to tell them. But oh. one thing that reassured me was my dad, when I told him, well, after he calmed down, because <laughs> Lord, was he mad. <laughs> uh, he came to himself. He said, daddy got your back. Mm. He held me and he said, daddy got your back. Everybody else did it. My mama, my mama did, I can't say. She stood up in front of the church and she told the church, my daughter has done nothing that you have not done. Mm. She told him, she said, so many of you in here had kids at an early age, way younger than her. She said she has graduated high school. She's 20 years old. She made it through being a teen. She said she's done nothing that you haven't done. I don't want to hear y'all talking about my baby. Mm. And so when she did that, I felt like I had some support. You know, when my dad said that. I felt like I had some support. I felt like the prodigal son returning back home to his father. And when his father put him on the best garments, he put him on rings and he told him, you don't have to go out there and eat that slop. You can come and eat just like everybody else. Uh, At the time I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't enjoy it. You know, I remember at the baby shower smiling, but really I was crumbled on the inside. I felt like my ministry took a pause. I felt like I took a pause. All of those things was just shattering. But to know that my parents had my back and I had a few friends to step up and say, I have your back. I felt like I had a chance again. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did experience that disappointment, but then I did just as Glow Girls should do, overcome. Get yourself back up. It's time to overcome, it's time to conquer.
0: Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. You you, Thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Because a lot of times, they don't. We don't recover mm-hmm. because we, the disappointment that we feel, overwhelms us in such a way that we don't even hear when people are trying to be our support system. Right. We miss that whole thing. Right. But thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. And and church hurt is real. Yeah, it is. <laughs> And uh it takes a minute to come back from it and everybody doesn't come back. Right. But you did. And see like you don't come back strong.
1: Ooh. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's you know, I I love the fact that God will use people who people would have just brushed to the side. You know, like once they, they wrote me off, they counted me out, he counted me in. Yeah, and uh one thing that I love is when Uh, Ty Tribbett has a song. And at the end, he said, the worst thing in my whole life became the most beautiful thing. And he said, the most embarrassing thing that caused so much shame became the most beautiful thing. And God turned my ashes into something beautiful. Mm -hmm. And he will do that. He will take those situations that people try to bash you about and stone you about and use that to draw people. People would be amazed at the amount of women that I have drawn because I overcame uh, having kids out of wedlock. And, you know, all of those things that they talked about are the things that draw people. When I preach, when I teach, those things, the things that, you know, everybody took and ran with are now the things that is helping to establish somebody else's Mm -hmm. relationship with God. And that's the beautiful thing about Mm -hmm. our Father, that He'll take our mess ups Mm -hmm. and turn it into a masterpiece. Yes.
0: Mm -hmm. Awesome. Have you ever considered quitting?
1: Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> there have been times. Um, just a couple of months ago, I cried to my husband and I told him it was too much. Um, I told him it, it was just all too much. You know, because sometimes you you sit there and you think, Do people really want it? Do people really do people really want God? Do people really uh, want to do better? Because not only do I do that, but I also teach about business and you know mental health. Uh, I teach interview skills for young, young people. And it's like, you know, they want to invest in their children in sports. They want to invest in their children and everything else. But they don't want to, uh, to um, instill in their children what they need for life. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't know. I can't teach my kids anything else except for to live according to the word of God because that's what they need. You know, that's the Bible is our roadmap. So, you know, they don't want to invest in those things. And so... Um, You know, I just a a few times, I'm like, God, you give me all of these ideas. And sometimes it'll just be me and a couple of people there. And then sometimes the room is full, you know, Um, but like sometimes I'm just like, Lord, is it all in vain? You Mm -hmm. know, I I I question myself. I'm I'm sacrificing time from my husband. I'm sacrificing time from my children. I'm sacrificing time from things that I I love, my friends, because I'm always on the go. I don't really get much friend time. And I'm like, is it all in vain? But then he'll send somebody back to say. I don't know where I would be without you. Mm -hmm. And it'll give you the push Mm -hmm. to continue to move forward. Um, And so I I realized that my reward, I I get so many rewards here on earth, but it don't compare to the reward that I'm going to get one day. Mm -hmm. And so I'm pushing Mm -hmm. and I'm pressing towards the mark of the higher calling, which is in Christ Jesus. And so that that, it just gives me hope. I I have hope that one day it's all going to pay off. Mm -hmm. It's all going to pay off. I can't get so caught up in, you know, how many people show up. How many people applaud me? How many likes and shares you get on social media? You have to realize that we are trying to build the kingdom. You know, and that's our that's, that should be our number one goal. And just recently I shared on Facebook about serving for an audience of one. I'm performing every day for an audience of one. As long as he's pleased, I'm pleased.
0: Amen. 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 Uh, I think we covered this one. What was the worst thing you had to overcome? I think we did that one. Now, this one's going to go back. Um, has your husband at any time not supported your vision?
1: <laughs> um, I can't say that. I can't say that awesome. he's never not supported. Um, One thing that I have to realize is that we're we're young and mm-hmm. we're still finding ourselves. As I'm finding myself, he's finding himself. And so sometimes we're both busy at the same time. And I get a little frustrated because mama, you know, had to deal with the kids and stuff like that. Um, so, I, I, you know, there have been times where i gotten frustrated and I felt like there was lack of support. When really, we just both had, we were both still trying to find ourselves. And, you know, he has a ministry. Uh, he has a calling. He serves. on There sometimes where I go to a church and preach, he can't go because he has, uh, you know, other obligations. Um, and so I can't say, you know, like I tell the churches when I go. Don't think it's just because he's not here that he's he's not here. You know, mm-hmm. Cause he, there has been times on Sunday where he's like, I wish I could go with you, but he can't always go. Uh, so I can't say that he's that he doesn't support. Sometimes I think he's like, take a break and, you know, don't wear yourself out. But I can't say that he doesn't support. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you listen when he tells you to take a break? Not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but down Uh-oh. the road, do you realize, oh, yeah, sometimes, I should have. Yes, he was um, right.
1: Sometimes and sometimes I just have to pray and ask the Lord. To lay it on his heart, you know, let him see, like, God, you told me to do this. So I need you to go work on your child in there. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, sometimes, you know, even with my parents, you know, they're always like, slow down, slow down. You can't save the world. And I get it. And I do feel like that. I have, I have to remind myself that mm-hmm. I cannot save the world um, by myself, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do have to take a step back sometimes and just, you know, and focus on home first like you know like me and you spoke before this uh meeting home is our first ministry so mm-hmm. i have to make sure that that is taken care of
0: first okay now um i know you have some events coming up um when is your event in colorado
1: november 10th and 11th um so it's going to be a power pack service. Um, So we have um, two different um, experiences. You can have the general where you just pay and you come and be a part of the conference. Uh, We have um, several different pastors and preachers that will be there, Um, panel discussion. Um, And then if you pay for the VIP, you'll be able to get um, a healing and deliverance um, encounter with Dr. Yvonne K. Hart. You'll be able to get um, different perks and benefits of being um, VIP. So Everything is very affordable, VIP is $80 and the general admission is $50. And I'm telling you, you're not gonna leave like you came. Even if you feel like, you know, I'm a pastor, I got it going on, somebody's gonna say something. So it, there are some real true um, prophets and men, and women of God that God truly uses them. he speaks to them. And everybody that comes tells me, God truly spoke to me through this service. Um, so it, I know that he has, I know he sent me so much confirmation. Last year, after I finished the conference, um, I was wore out. I was wore out. I could not feel my body. My husband was tired. I was tired. And we had to get up and go to our regular church on that Sunday. And when I woke up that morning, God told me, I'm sending you to different cities. He said, Denver, Dallas, Philly, Philly, uh, Philly and Vegas. Okay. And I said, Lord, I don't know nobody in all of these states. <laughs> um, and so yeah, he told me, I'm going to make way." And he began to give me the ideas and give me the faces and show me the people. And he said, Call them and put it together. Mm-hmm. And now people have been reaching out to me. How can I help you? How can I help you? And the vision has been being pushed. Um, and so it has, it's, it's, it's a lot of work but so much has been lifted. Um, People Mm -hmm. are buying their tickets, people are booking their rooms, people who I don't know, people who I do know, people who I didn't think would support, people, you know, that support me all the time. It has just been amazing. So I I can only imagine what's going
0: to happen. So let's tell people where they can get information. Absolutely. uh, To come to the conference, how they can reach you and just share.
1: Okay. Um, I am on social media daily. Uh, and my social media is at it's glow girl. Um I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. At I underscore am Glowgirl. I underscore am Glow Girl. And you'll see my face. You'll see my logo. Um, you'll see the lady like, that's my uh, Glow Girl logo. <laughs> uh, but also www.itsglowgirl.com. You'll be able to see everything that I do, all upcoming events, um, booking requests, this means war. You'll be able to purchase your merchandise if you want it. Um, all of those things, you can find the tickets to the conference on itsglowgirl.com as well. Uh, all of the details, itinerary, everything will be listed there.
0: Okay. If you could say something to your husband today that you haven't said to him before, what would it be?
1: That I haven't said before? Um, I don't know how deep I've really said it. Um, I hope he knows that I'm thankful. But I would definitely tell him now, thank you again for allowing me to be me, allowing me to walk in the things that God has called me to do and not try to hold me back, Um, not being jealous, not being envious, um, you know, not trying to keep me all to yourself, but sharing me with the world. He shares me with men. He shares me with women. He shares me with boys and girls all the time um, on the weekends. So, we made so many sacrifices. Um, our garage, you can come have church in there if you want to. So, so many things. Um and I just want to say thank you for your sacrifice and thank you for allowing me to be me.
0: Great. Now, what would you tell your younger self?
1: I would tell my younger self, <sighs> I would definitely tell my younger self, don't be so hard on yourself. I would tell myself, be who you needed. Um I, I always say be the person that you needed when you were growing up. Um and I would I would definitely tell it to my younger self. Stay true to you. Um but also don't don't be so hard on yourself. You know, growing up, being in the holiness church and all those things, you um you get so caught up in oh god, you know, like you know, you don't want to make no mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I felt like I sheltered myself and I, I appreciate a lot of the things i've never been to a party i've never been to a club i've never done any of those things um uh, so i appreciate that I, i'm glad my husband was just telling me like you ain't missed nothing you better glad you <laughs> didn't go uh he was like you would like it anyway um but I've, I've never done that um but some things i felt like i sheltered myself away from i strayed away from um uh, because i was just so afraid and i would just tell myself don't be afraid you know know that god is with you and you know Enjoy life, but also keep those standards and keep those morals. And when you see, my dad always tell me, and I would tell my younger self, hear what he said. When you see those red flags, see them for what they are, and don't sugarcoat it. Don't try to see see if you can find a good in it. When it's a red flag, it's a red flag. Stop.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Now, as we're nearing the end, what would you tell our audience about how to? Um, push on, not give up? You know, what would be some encouraging words that you just want to share in your own way?
1: One of the things that um, God has been speaking to me on uh, with every audience that I've been speaking to lately. Um, this means war, we dress in camouflage because we believe in being soldiers in the army of the Lord. I mean, I say that to say, um, to answer your question, to the audience, I would just say, endure. Endure as a good soldier. Don't faint, don't quit, don't give in Um, don't let life tear you up, but endure, and endure as a good soldier will, get your strength go to God for help he wants to be there with you, he said in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct you, Um, don't take on things on your own, don't wear stuff that you should not be wearing don't let things keep you crammed down, but let him lift the load off of you, I feel like a lot of times we carry loads that were never intended for us to carry. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know I carry some things sometimes that I should not carry and I have to tell myself how to get this off of me. Um, But without without any uh, other explanation, I would just say endure, endure to the end. The reward is not given to the swift, neither to the strong, but to them that endure to the end, endure just as a good soldier would.
0: Thank you so much. It's been such an awesome experience. Talking with you, yes, you know, are such an encouragement of uh, joy and just all the different things that God has given you that you're not sitting on. Amen. You're giving them away and working towards Amen. them. And I bless your ministry. Thank you. I thank encourage you. Me. I'm encouraged to be connected to you. Yes, now. yes <laughs> absolutely. Just and we to want to again. thank you all for listening to Let's Talk with Patricia. Um, we will be back next week. Thank you, and have a great day. When it comes to making plans, you are the best.
1: What about those barbecues you plan in detail for your family, or your daughter's
0: first costume party? It was out of this world. The same way you plan
1: each detail for those moments, start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts, prepare an emergency kit, and make a family communications plan. Protecting your family is the best plan you can make.
0: During high school, I hung with the wrong crowd and I never graduated. I helped Santiago in many different ways like all fathers do, because he always wanted to go to college. I felt a little embarrassed to come back to school, but eventually once I came here, I knew that it's for a bigger goal. He was very dedicated, hardworking. He connected with his teachers, he connected with other students. That was one of the key reasons why he was able to keep forging ahead. It was amazing to see him graduate. This was one thing that meant so much to him, and of course, it meant so much to us too. With the help of my father and having my son, that was all the motivation that I needed. That support is everything.
1: Find free adult education classes near you at
0: finishyourdiploma.org. Do you remember our first group photo? This is it. Smiles all around, even though we were all nervous.
1: Who could have imagined? that our first weekend together would soon turn into a lifetime of memories. You're an amazing young man.
0: Your brothers and sisters really look up to you. They're a big brother.
1: It's so cool to watch the adult that you've become. And you really have done as much for us as you think we've done for you. You know, it took 20 years, and I got my third child, who was 17 at the time. There are so many rewards in life. You coming into our home was one of the greatest rewards we could have ever had. I just, I ain't never felt so much love before in my life. Let's go see your room.
0: What do you think? We kept it a little spare so you can decorate it how you like.
1: Dinner. There we
0: go. Excellent. Soccer soccer. Yeah, I saw you guys out there.